Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhum. Inshallah continuing with our series, rather concluding our series titled Illuminated, where we look at many of the ayats in the Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about nur, light, illumination. Before I actually go into the uh, ayah that we're going to be talking about today, um, you know, alhamdulillah, um, just wanted to point something out and, you know, I hope that a lot of the folks in the community can appreciate this, that, um, you know, alhamdulillah, of course, obviously, this facility is here, this masjid is here, this center is here um, to serve the community, to provide benefit to people, uh, and we look, of course, we're happy to have everyone here. But I want everyone to be able to appreciate, you know, what else goes on here. Because for instance, the young man who led uh, the four raka'at of taraweeh, um, you know, mashallah, uh, his name is Shahir. Um, he's one of our students here. And this is the first taraweeh uh, prayer that he was praying here at Qalam this Ramadan. And the reason for that, the reason why he wasn't here the first 29 nights was because he was going to Mansfield every single day uh, to lead taraweeh for the community over there. You know, last night when we had the Qiyam program, um, the Qiyam program started off with, um, you know, young brother leading, his name is Naeem. And again, beautiful recitation, just like Shahir, mashallah. Somebody might be wondering, you know, why didn't we hear him earlier? Uh, well, because all month long, and even right now, uh, for Taraweeh, he's not here because he's been going every month, uh, all month long, every single night to Masjid al-Islam in Dallas and leading Salat al-Taraweeh over there. And that's just two examples, and there's so many more that alhamdulillah, you know, and I promise there's no fundraising pitch at the end of this. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Okay? But I'm at the same time talking about it because the fundraising is just a means to an end when we did it earlier. But really, this is what we're doing. This is the vision. This is the objective. This is the mission. Masjid Nabawi, Al-Masjid Nabawi al-Sharif, the Masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, well, what can you say? It is one of the most remarkable places on earth. And at the time of the Prophet sallallahu it was a powerful spiritual experience. You came there to pray, you came there to learn, you came there to benefit. But what's really truly remarkable about Al-Masjid al-Nabawi is that what was going on there was basically fueling the rest of the world. It was supplying the rest of the world. And as communities kept coming to Islam, as more and more people, more regions, more areas kept coming into the fold of Islam, Similarly, there were individuals going out from Al-Masjid al-Nabawi to all those other areas 
to provide guidance, to provide leadership, to provide knowledge, to provide education for all those other communities. That's the Medinan model. That's the, that's the essence of the Medinan model. That how can you provide benefit to the people that are there, but how can you also create people that can provide benefit elsewhere? Right? That's the Medinan model. And that's something that inspires us. So as soon as Banu Salima, on the outskirts of Medina, were ready to start having their own prayers, Fajr and Isha, Mu'adh bin Jabal, go. As soon as Quba was up and running, then the Prophet ﷺ was able to appoint companions, go. Right? As soon as Makkah came into the fold of Islam, there were people appointed there. When Yemen came into the fold, the Prophet ﷺ called Ali bin Abi Talib, Mu'adh bin Jabal, go. You're headed out there. And so that's, you know, alhamdulillah, what is happening here, what is going on here. And um, we pray and we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our efforts fruitful. Uh, and that we also, inshallah, hope that all of y'all can also understand and appreciate what that mission is. And that, you know, we can all try to achieve and accomplish this goal, this objective, this dream together. Uh, that how can we create a place, an institution that could, you know, s literally supply the human resource to all the other communities all across this country and even the whole world. Amin ya rabbil So, inshallah, moving on with the session for today. Surah number 66, ayah number 8. In this, this is called Surah Al-Tahreem. In this surah, in ayah number 8, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a nur And the reason why I kept this particular um, ayah for the very end, this place in the Qur'an with the mention of nur for the conclusion, is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us a dua here. There's a dua related to nur related to light, illumination of faith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayah, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who believe, tubu ilallahi, repent to Allah. At-tawbah in the Arabic language means tariq. Literally. That means that if somebody has gotten off the road, somebody's gone off-road, has gone off the beaten path, that they need to get back onto the path, they need to get back onto the road, they need to get back on track. Literally. In its etymology in Old Arabic, that was the concept of a toba. Then figuratively, allegorically, it was used in the meaning of repentance. Spiritually, getting yourself back on track. Over time, this usage became so dominant that we never use it in its literal meaning anymore. We never use it in its literal meaning. We use it almost exclusively in the meaning of repentance. So Allah is saying, Tubu ilallah. Come back to Allah. Come back to the path of Allah. Come back to the obedience of Allah. Come back to submission to Allah. Repent to Allah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then qualifies that when you do come back to Allah, how do you come back to Allah? Tawbatan nasuhan. This is a kind of device, a rhetorical device that is used in the Arabic language that emphasizes, that qualifies something. That 
how should we come back to Allah? We'll come back to Allah tawbatan with a kind of return that is nasuhan. Nasuha. Now what does this word nasuh mean? If it sounds a little bit familiar, like the word nasiha, then you're hearing the right thing. That nasaha, it means for something to be very pure. And in that case, it means something that is very sincere. Something that is very well-intentioned. That's why nasiha isn't just advice. Nasiha is well-intentioned advice. Nasiha is advice that comes from the heart. Nasiha is advice that's in the best interest of the mukhatab, of the person that you are addressing. So if I start telling off Ali, where I'm just you know, berating him and humiliating him in public, and the objective is not what's best for him, there's not a lot of sincerity there. I'm trying to humiliate him. I'm trying to show him up in public. And then afterwards I say, oh, nasiha, bro. Deen nasiha. No, no, that wasn't nasiha. That was zajah. That was a reprimand. And maybe even worse. That could be a humiliation of your brother. Right? So that's sinful. Nasiha is that kind of very real sincere advice that strives to achieve what is best for the person you are addressing. So similarly, Allah says, Tawbatan Nasuha, it's a real sincere repentance. Now what's the qualification of a sincere repentance? There's many, many expressions of this that the scholars throughout the generations have shared. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullahu ta'ala says, Tawbatan Nasuhu an-nadamu bil-qalb. It's when you feel bad in your heart about what you did. Wal-istighfaru bil-lisan. And you can humble yourself to say with your tongue, I am sorry for what I have done. I seek forgiveness for what I have done. And if there is some kind of a scene or a setting where maybe this sin is taking place or going on, that you are willing to extract yourself from that setting, from that scene that is leading you to doing what's wrong. And in fact, he goes further and saying, and you are completely satisfied and content. You are happy with never committing that act ever again. Whether you'll be successful in that or not, we'll see. And again, sometimes it is, you know, just part of the human reality that we fall back into the sin, but we pull ourselves back out. And as long as we're sincere, then that's okay. But this is more so not talking about whether it will actually happen or not. It's more so talking about how do you feel if you, never got, if you never did that ever again? Are you okay with never doing that ever again? Right? So let's say that I, use the example I gave earlier. I insult my brother. Now I'm doing tawbah. So what is the tawbah? The tawbah would be, I feel bad for doing it. I say, oh Allah, forgive me for doing it. There's an added layer here because it compromises somebody else's dignity. So I also have to say sorry to him along with apologizing to Allah and seeking forgiveness from Allah. I also have to apologize to my brother. Number three, I'm going to remove myself from that sin. So the next time I'm around and let's say somebody else comes to me and says, oh yeah, remember that time when you said, and I'm going to say, no, 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 I'm not having that conversation. Oh, that was, that was really funny when you... No, no, no. I'm not having that conversation. إِقْلَاعُ عَنِ الذَّنْبِ And I am very happy to never commit something like that ever again. 
In fact, that's what I want. I never want to do something terrible like that ever again. So that's the idea of a tawbat and nasuh. And then there's many different expressions of the same thing, but it ultimately boils down to these fundamental ideas. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, repent to Allah, come back to Allah sincerely in a very real practical way. And if you do that, then your Lord Allah, He shall forgive, He will remove, He will wipe away, He will expiate all your sins, all your wrongs. Allah will clean your record, will wipe the slate clean for you. Then, that's not it. That's in the life of this world. In the hereafter, وَيُدْخِلْكُمْ jannat. And then in the life of the hereafter, He will enter you into the gardens of paradise. تَجْرِيمٍ تَحْتِ الْأَنْهَارِ Rivers and streams flowing from beneath these gardens. يَوْمَ لَا يُخْزِ اللَّهُ النَّبِيَّ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ And that day of judgment, that is the day that Allah shall not ruin Allah will not humiliate, Allah will not allow the abasement, the debasing of the Prophet and those who believed with the Prophet. Meaning Allah will honor the Prophet on the Day of Judgment and Allah will honor the believers on the Day of Judgment. Now here's the part that, I've been, that, that I wanted to get to. نُورُهُمْ يَسْعَى بَيْنَ أَيْدِهِمْ وَبِأَيْمَانِهِمْ We've read this before, we've talked about this before. They will have a light. Nuruhum. They will own a light. On the, the most frightening day that has ever occurred, the most frightening experience and setting that humanity has ever experienced, on that day they will have a warm, glowing light. That will be theirs. Yasa'abayna aidihim wa bi'aymanihim. It'll be racing in front of them. It'll be on the right of them. Guiding them. Comforting them. Yaquluna. And as they are racing forward with this light, the believers on the Day of Judgment will be making dua. They will be praying to Allah. They will be calling out to Allah. What will they say? Rabbana atmim lana nurana. Rabbana Atmim lana nurana. Our Lord, complete our light. Complete our light. You know, fulfill us with this light. Extend our light. O oh Allah, fulfill your promise to us and give us this light. Waghfil lana. And they will ask Allah for forgiveness. إِنَّكَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ Because indeed, O oh Allah, you are fully capable over each and every single thing. You can do anything and everything. And so this is the dua, this is the prayer that will be made by the people, the believers, on the Day of Judgment, with light in front of them and to the right of them, racing towards paradise, they will be saying as they are moving along, Atmim lana nurana, Rabbana atmim lana nurana. O oh Allah, complete our light. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His infinite mercy and in His profound wisdom, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
teaches us that this dua here in this surah, in the Quran, in the life of this world. So that we can make this dua here. So that we may be amongst those people whose light is completed on the day of resurrection. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala complete our light. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this Ramadan, the fasting, the prayers, the charity, the worship, the, 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 the feeding, the good, the sacrifices, and particularly the study and the reflecting upon the Qur'an that we have done. May Allah make it a light for us on the Day of Judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala complete our light. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that light guide us to the gates of paradise and to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amin ya rabbil alameen. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahu wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nasaghfirka wa natubu ilayk. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inshallah, um, tonight uh, we do have the uh, last of the last 10 nights uh, program that we've been having every night. We're starting at midnight, inshallah. We will have uh, a session with reflections on the theme of forgiveness. And that will be followed by some qiyam prayers, inshallah. So we technically still have one more night of Ramadan remaining. So let's avail of the opportunity. And uh, inshallah, hopefully everyone can join us. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.